And stay tuned. Coming up next is an encore presentation of Sunny in Seattle. Sunny decided to take the day off for a little bit of R&R. So until then, we're going to bring to you a wonderful conversation with Tammy Masterberti from last July about how the universe is talking to you. Enjoy. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, Sunny will be interviewing special guest Tammy Masterberti, the best-selling author of The Universe is Talking to You. So tune in to expand your awareness and learn how to open up the miracles of signs and synchronicity for a truly magical life. And now I welcome your host for the day, Sunny Joy. And good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. I'm your host, Sunny Joy McMillan, and we're here every Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. KK and W in Seattle and 103.3 KPCA in Petaluma, bringing you amazing guests and resources that will help you create a life filled with joy, peace, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines. And if you can't catch the show live, you can always access the show archives. You can find those at 1150kknw.com. You can also find the show on iTunes and Podcast One. And you're always welcome to find out more about me and connect with me through my website, which is goldenoversoul.com. That's goldenoversoul.com. Um, Benny, I feel like every week we check in, there's not a whole lot that's different or happening. Oh, there's plenty. Anyway. There's plenty now happening in the Seattle area. On top of wanting to get magical today, I mean, that's just pretty much how we uh, unfold this show. But uh -huh. we will release the Seattle Kraken. It's official. Seattle oh. has an NHL hockey team. I know I don't like to talk sports on your show, but it is important <laughs> to bring the sports back to the Northwest because it's important. <laughs> Well, I was so excited. I remember when they were picking the team name yeah. and when the Kraken was in the running, I thought, yep. oh, my gosh, that is the best yep. name for yep. a hockey yep. team from the Puget Sound. Yeah, the <laughs> memes are just ridiculous right now. Um, I'm actually super impressed moreover with just the logo and how they did an amazing job on the, the visual concept of the team. I don't know if you've had a chance to look. Look it up. Seattle Kraken with a K. It's just impressive. They did some really minor details that you got to look close, and it's really cool. So, oh, that's awesome. Well, yeah. I'm excited. And what? When will they begin? Uh, when will their? I mean, I know they, sports are very up in the air generally right now, but yeah. particularly for a new team, what are they going to be doing? Uh, I don't. The official season launch, uh, I believe, it could have been, or maybe next year um, in general, but it could be pushed further back. I, I don't know. I haven't looked up in, a, in on the details on that. But uh, I mean, it's just it's so magical. It's so cool. I'm so happy. Well, I'm very happy too. Yeah. We will, of course, be supporting from Northern yeah. California. Yeah, right. Well, I'm <laughs> just a Seattle. I'm a big hockey fan and kid from Alaska, so not having like the official hockey for me growing up. Um, I mean, we have the Seattle Thunderbirds. They're an amazing, you know, like a uh, minor league team uh, for the Western uh -huh. Hockey League and surrounding areas. But we just missed that. There's the corner of our little you know, country and world right here, part of the world and the rest of us that need that and love that and want yeah. that. So I think it'd be good for the city too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah since Chase is still licking his wounds from the Sonics going oh. to Oklahoma. City. Yeah. <laughs> so. gosh, I mean, I'm with him too. We're, we're, we'll, we hug it out when you don't look so. 
I totally understand. Well, I say I totally understand. I don't think I feel the depth of Chase's continuing pain around this issue, but I'm trying to it's have a, empathy and compassion. We appreciate you respecting our brotherly love that way. And, there you, uh, you know, we're bromancing, so we're hugging it out. You know, just how Yes. <laughs> well, very good, Benny. Well, I'm excited to see yeah. where the Kraken takes us. So. Yeah. Glad to hear everything else is going mm-hmm. well up there as well. Yep. So, We'll go ahead and turn to some magic for today, which um, it's really interesting. Um, Every month in Soul Digger, we are exploring or working with a different topic. And um, this month in July, we've been working on connecting the magic or connecting to the magic, really filling our well, which is one of those those four pillars of Soul Digger around um, uh, clearing the mind, cleaning the body, connecting the spirit and um, really filling that well. And so um, when this book came across my radar screen, it was really quite serendipitous. So our guest today is Tammy Mastroberti, and she wrote a fantastic new book called The Universe is Talking to You, Tap into Science and Synchronicity to Reveal Magical Moments Every Day. And so I've mentioned on the show before, every once in a while there'll be like a last minute guest change up or I'll have a slot to fill. And I used to get very freaked out by this. And now I've just come to trust that when something like that happens, it means there's someone else that's supposed to have that spot and it will, it will reveal itself. Even if it's 24 hours before the show and I am scrambling, I know I can trust that the right person comes along. So one of our previous guests, a repeat guest who we adore here at Sunny in Seattle, Amy B. Sher, she wrote, Um, a book called How to Heal Yourself When No One Else Can, How to Heal Yourself from Anxiety When No One Else Can. Um, She um, wrote a memoir called This Is How I Heal My Life, or This Is How I Save My Life. Um, And so anyway, she happened to see one of my posts because I like to post when I see, when I am getting signs from the universe. And for me, that often occurs through feathers. And so I'd made some posts about it and Amy commented, you've got to meet my friend Tammy, and she's got this great new book that just came out through Llewellyn, which is one of my favorite publishers for spiritual work, and it literally just came out in May, and as I mentioned, it's called The Universe is Talking to You, Tap into Signs and Synchronicity to Reveal Magical Moments Every Day, so we reached out to Tammy, and lo and behold, she was available, and here she is today, Um, so Tammy, I'll read your bio, and then we'll welcome you on Um, the official bio Of course, she is the author of The Universe is Talking to You, as well as the founder and publisher of the Clarion and Folio award-winning magazine called Elevated Existence Magazine. She regularly hosts online workshops and releases weekly YouTube videos teaching a range of body, mind, spirit topics, including taming the chaos and opening up to signs and synchronicities from the universe and loved ones on the other side. Tammy was a featured expert in the films Dream Big and The Truth About Prosperity, and she's been featured in Authority Magazine, Parade, Thrive Global, and has been a guest on numerous radio shows, um, including on Unity Radio and iHeart Radio. And you can always find out more about her um, as we go through the show today if you want to check out her work and all of her offerings um, at her website, which is TammyMastroBerti.com, and that's T-A-M-M-Y, and the last name is spelled M-A-S. T-R-O-B-E-R-T-E. So TammyMasterBerti.com. And so definitely check out her YouTube channel as well. Um, You can just Google her or put her name in the search bar there um, and find her on Facebook and Instagram as well. So Tammy, welcome to Sunny in Seattle. Yay, thank you so much for having me. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Your book just couldn't have been more timely. I mean, it fit perfectly with the topic that we're working on in my little soul digger community. And of course, just having this come up on my radar screen through Amy, I just thought, oh, I just love how these things work out. And it couldn't be, it was like a double whammy because your book is all about synchronicity and signs. Yeah. <laughs> and it came to you synchronistically. So that's perfect. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I wanted to just start with a little bit of background here um, because your personal story, uh, which is very compelling, is what catalyzed basically what we're talking about here today, this book and the work that you now do. And I would love it if you would share with our listeners, you know, how did your mother really inspire and contribute to this book um, based on your personal story? Yes. So my mother um, passed away suddenly from a brain aneurysm three days after Christmas back in 1999. And I was 22 years old at the time. I was going through my own struggles. And um, it just, you know, it's like when the, you feel like the universe or spirit or just sort of rips the rug out from under you. And it was just instantaneous. She was here one second, she was gone the next, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. And so at the time, um, the funny thing is, and again, synchronistically, six months before her death, a friend of my sister's brought a book into our house and we had a discussion about this book and this person um, with my mother. And the book was called Lessons from the Light and it was by um, a now very famous medium named George Anderson. And at the time, this was you know over 20 years ago now. So back then there were no mediums on television. There was not, there was not like, it, it just wasn't commonplace as it is more so now. And we thought, you know, this guy was this anomaly and he was the only person who knew how to do this. And so we were talking, you know, this woman brought this book into our house and we were talking to my mother about it. So my mother knew about him and she knew about the concept. And at that point, both of her parents had passed. And so she had had said, oh, you know, I would love to hear from my parents, but, you know, maybe this is like for something where, you know, if it's a sudden loss, I mean, I was able to say goodbye to both of my parents and stuff like that. Fast forward six months later, and she passes in that exact way where there is no closure. So yeah. shortly after she passed away, George Anderson literally started showing up everywhere. Like my sister would call me and she would say, Tammy, I, he I heard, you know, I just heard George Anderson being interviewed on the radio. And then all of a sudden we would, we would see, oh, pri you know, primetime TV was doing a special just on him where they hooked him up to a machine to see what his brainwaves were like, you know, when he was doing a reading. And then all of a sudden there was a lifetime special about him. And then all of a sudden he was in New Jersey. And so like literally within a matter of weeks, all we kept hearing about was George Anderson, George Anderson, George Anderson. <laughs> so... My sister kept calling me and saying, mommy knew about him like this. She's trying to tell us that we should book an appointment with this guy. So we wound up doing it. But being the kind of skeptical Virgo that I am, I said, okay, <laughs> we'll do it. But we're going to literally lie about everything. So we, you know, it was all done through the mail. You know, there was no, there was no online payment and all that stuff back then. So we had to fill out a form. We had to send it in the mail. Then they sent us back a form with a date, and it was just this whole process. Sure. But I put a I put a friend's name, I put another friend's address, and I put like a third friend's work phone number. Like we just sort of mixed it all up and made sure it wasn't anything that could be connected to us. And um, we got an appointment 
for 10 months after she passed. So we went in October 2000. And that reading, that hour reading that I still have the recording of, basically rocked my world and just just opened me up to so many things and to realize there's so much more going on in this world, in this universe, than we could have ever even imagined or that I could have ever even imagined at the time. And it just it just really catapulted me into this search for, okay, what is really going on and how can I find out more? And, and you know, we don't die, just the physical body dies. And so what are we doing here? And, you know, all these big questions. And it just really set me on a search that led me basically to where I am today. Now, at the time, I had no clue I was going to start a magazine. And I certainly had no clue <laughs> that I was going to write this book. But... The funny thing is the universe did, right? So so her death, although I would give anything to have her back, of course, I know that it was sort of meant to happen to lead me to learning all of these things and then being able to teach other people. So that's really what, you know, I, the, the first chapter of the book is how my mother taught me the, you know, the truth about the universe after her death, because literally her death and communicating with her and all of these signs and everything that I've learned over the years was really her teaching me from the other side in a way. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know, sorry, I don't know if you can hear purring, but for some reason, every once in a while, I get a guest, Tammy, where my cat refuses. Now that I've been broadcasting from home because of the pandemic, our little community access station here in Petaluma has remained closed, even though Benny is holding down the fort in Seattle. Um, but anyway, he just will not leave me alone. I think he's very interested in your conversation well, with I, me. I adore cats, so maybe he knows. <laughs> he probably. But yeah, and, and I, I have to ask, because you just mentioned you know, losing your mother. Of course, you would give anything to have her back. And But you had used this, this particular event in your life and allowed those signs to come in and allowed the breadcrumbs to continue to appear that led you here. And so I'm curious from where you sit, if someone is out there and really closed down because of something traumatic happening, what what wisdom or words would you give them? Um, because if you hadn't opened up to the signs, it could have just been an event that changed your world forever and only in a in a negative way. But instead, you allowed it to to unfold in the way that it has. What would you say to someone out there who's having a hard time opening back up after something like that? I think the first the first thing that they have to realize is it's not it's actually not that difficult to open up, and it's not that um, complicated to be able to make that shift. It literally is a mindset shift. So. Mm -hmm. In the book, I talk about something called the turning point prayer, which is literally a prayer that you, you know, you call in your angels, you call in your guides, you call in the universe, you call in your loved ones who have passed on and you say to them, listen, I'm, I, I, I'm being told, you know, even if you don't believe it, I'm being told you're sending me signs and I would really like to start opening up to them. And from this point on, I'm going to set this intention that I'm going to I'm going to open up. I'm going to believe that you're out there and that you're sending me these signs. And you just say, listen, I need your help in not only helping me to open up and shifting my mind, but in helping me to to stay at a higher vibration so that I can notice these signs and also help me recognize them when they arrive, make them so clear that I cannot, I just, I can't doubt it. 
And so you just basically say to the universe, like, and you set that intention within yourself, with your conscious mind, but also letting your loved ones know, okay, listen, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to, I, I'm ready to pay attention. I would really like to shift into this. Can you help me? I, I'm going to, I'm going to be open from now on, like just sort of making that little mindset shift and asking for the help and recognizing them will shift you. And it's this small little shift that makes these huge differences. And if you can just shift yourself into, okay, I'm not sure if I believe this or not, but I'm going to just go with it. And I'm going to just say, maybe this is possible. And I'm going to tell them I'm open. And I even in the book um, give an exercise called assign a sign where you specifically give them a sign to use so that now you know what to look for. Now you know something. And then once, once you start opening the door, oh my gosh, the floodgates are open and everything starts flooding in. And then it's like, very difficult to doubt it because you can't believe all the proof that you're getting. Yes. It's so funny that you mentioned that a sign, a sign exercise from the book, um, because in this past week, so I, as I mentioned, we've been working on connecting, uh, to the magic this month and my little soul digger community. And I actually substituted the exercise we were going to do this week as a group. Cause sometimes we do little, we call it soul work, you know, in between weekly calls. And I actually used your assign assign this week because I thought it was so cool and perfect. So, um, I think we've got some members that will definitely be getting your book, but, um, the assigned assign was so interesting because I had had a number that had started. I'm normally more drawn to like the, the triple numbers, you know, two, 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 five, 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 those things. Um, or 11, 11 is a big one for me, but a, a number, the number 144 started showing up for me about in the last couple of weeks. And then you even mentioned it in your book. <laughs> so yes. Yeah, the guy who like his birthday was 1212, so he multiplied it by and then it came up with 144 and that was the sign he used. And so I was like, oh my gosh, Tammy, I actually like 144 is what I've been using this week and I've assigned it to a particular, what I think is a guide. And I'm like, okay, if this is you, keep bringing it. And it has continued to happen. Yes. And that's the cool thing. Like you just said, you assigned it to a guide. So you can assign a sign to a particular angel, maybe that you work with, maybe you work with, maybe you're on a healing journey and you want to assign the sign to Archangel Raphael. Um, you can assign a sign to a guide. You can assign a sign collectively to the universe. You can assign a sign to a specific loved one. I've even assigned a sign to pets who have passed on. So you can literally, you know, do it for anything or anyone that you sort of want this confirmation with. And it's so amazing how anybody that does this exercise, they, I, I get the most crazy, like you just said, like the craziest stories. And they're like, this is so cool. And just right there, you have now shifted. Now that you've gotten that first sign, you have now shifted and you're going to be in a different place. You're going to be at a different point and things are going to start changing around you. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the biggest um, stories from the book that really stood out to me, if as you were on your own journey and beginning to really open up to the signs and be, letting yourself be led um, by those synchronicities, synchronicities and signs, was how you founded and created Elevated Existence magazine, and your first cover was Deepak Chopra. <laughs> It's just so wild. Do you mind sharing that story? Yes. yes. Oh, I told, I love that story. So, 
So that's really, honestly, that the, the beginning of this story is how I first started recognizing synchronicity as, it, as itself, um, you know, separate from signs. Like synchronicity basically is one or more experiences or situations or circumstances that are meaningfully connected in some way. So kind of like where you can connect the dots in your life where this led me to this and then that led me here. And, oh, if I hadn't done this, I wouldn't have gotten here. So that the first time, the first Basically, I'll give you the quick story of how it happened. But the first time I noticed synchronicity was when I was listening to Wayne Dyer. And on a, a, a podcast he was doing, he mentioned that Deepak Chopra had a Chopra Center in New York City at the time. I, I believe they are not in New York City anymore. I think they're only in California. But this was going back, you know, 12 years or more, I think. So... I worked in New York City at the time as a magazine editor, and I thought, oh, that's cool. I didn't even realize they had a Chopra Center in New York. So I did some, you know, I just was looking around, and I was like, oh, they do events there. That's cool. You know, just looking online. Never signed up for anything, nothing like that. All of a sudden, I get an email, like maybe a week later, from someone else, I guess, promoting something for the Chopra Center, and it had a coupon for $400 off of an event that they were doing called Perfect Health. And I thought, Oh, that's weird. Like I was thinking about maybe taking a class, but then I was like, do I really want to take time off of work because it was an extended weekend? And do I want to spend the money and all the things that we do to talk ourselves out of stuff? Right. So I thought this is, and I remember I got the chills and I said to a friend, I feel like somebody wants me to go to this. I'm like, I don't know why, but this is too creepy that I just got this coupon and I was thinking about it. So it pushed me to go. And I went and I learned meditation for the first time, like a formal practice of meditation. And um, and I remember leaving that event thinking, man, I really would love to just work for myself in some way so that I could study more of this stuff and I could have more than two weeks off to be able to go to these events. And I just didn't know what I was going to do. I thought maybe I would just go do freelance writing for the rest of my life. Like, I wasn't sure. And so fast forward a year later. And literally, this is how synchronicity can work. You can literally, it, these events can be traced in your life years apart. So a year mm -hmm. later, I'm complaining to a friend and I was like, I really want to work for a spiritual magazine and I don't want to have to do this, you know, other work that I'm doing. Not that I don't enjoy what I'm doing, but I just want to talk about these topics. And so the problem was a lot of the magazines were, you know, in there weren't that many. And the ones that did exist were like in Colorado or California. And I lived in New Jersey, worked in New York and didn't want to move. So in complaining to a friend, she was like, Tammy, you've been in the magazine industry for 10 years already. Why don't you just start an online magazine? Everything's going online now. And after thinking she was crazy, like I couldn't get the idea out of my head. And within three months, I had basically trademarked the name Elevated Existence started the business Elevated Existence LLC, mapped out the magazine. My friend was a graphic designer. She's like, I'll do the design for you. We'll come up with this. We're going to do this. Taught myself how to build a website, all this stuff. <laughs> so the where Deepak Chopra comes in is that I had gone there a year before. And what happened was I was like, I really need somebody good on my cover. Because if somebody's going to pay attention to this magazine and download it and then you know want it, I have to come out with somebody good. Well, it happened that in March of, this was March of 2008, I had trademarked the name and all of that stuff. And I was planning on doing a, uh, the first issue in June. Well, I found out that Deepak Chopra was coming to New York to do a renewal, uh, I think it was a renewal weekend retreat. And he was going to be speaking along with other people from the Chopra Center that April. 
So I thought, oh, that's perfect timing. I can go to the event, I can cover the event, and then I just need to get a picture of him for the cover because he's going to be speaking, so technically I'm quoting him. Yeah. This, this is what I'm thinking. So I go to the event, I tell them I'm starting this magazine, they probably thought I was half-cracked out of my mind, and <laughs> I give them my info, and they were like, sure, we'll send you a photo. Never heard from them. So now I'm like, I need to get this photo. Now I remember, wait a minute, I went to the Chopra Center in New York a year ago, I bet you the spa director there remembers me. So I took brand, my brand new logo, my brand new letterhead paper, took the subway down to the Chopra Center on my lunch hour, went in, asked to speak to the spa director. She was in a meeting, scribbled a note on this letterhead that I'm starting this magazine. I don't know if you remember me, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I need a photo. Go upstairs, go to the Starbucks, and literally by the time I got my latte and walked out, the spa director called me and she goes, yes, of course I remember you. And I said, listen, I know I'm not the New York times. I just want his photo. I'll send you a copy of the article, like blah, blah, blah. And within an hour I had options in my inbox and she was able to get me the things. Now the crazy thing is all of the, so the fact that he had this event that was happening in April, right after I started my company in March and was publishing in June, the fact that the year before I went to this thing because I got that coupon in my in my email, like all of these things had to line up in order for me to get to the place that I went to, to be able to get to start this magazine and get Deepak Chopra on the cover. Anytime I would tell people I had Deepak Chopra on the first cover, their mind was blown. They're like, who did you know? Like, I really don't know anybody. You know what I mean? But all of that synchronistically lined up because the universe, God, spirit, source, whatever you want to call it, it knows where we're headed for our highest good and it will do anything, anything it can to send us these synchronistic experiences, send us these signs to point us in the right path. And if we can just sort of start noticing this and start realizing it, everything changes because now we know that no matter what, even if the bottom falls out of our life, we're being directed somewhere and we're gonna be okay. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I know we're right at about time for break, but one of the points that I just really wanted to emphasize is, I mean, that story from your life, Tammy, is is truly magical. And and obviously you are very aligned with what you were, your, your true calling, what you came here to do. Um, but for even just general day-to-day -day things, um, what I noticed from, in my own life, but also from reading the book is that when we do trust that those signs and synchronicities will appear, we live with less fear and more faith. And the the biggest thing that stood out to me, you mentioned Carl Jung um, in the book, and you write that as a psychiatrist, he found that when his patients started noticing the synchronicities in their lives, they began to make progress in therapy where they had not in the past. And it, it makes total sense. I mean, if you feel like you're not just some lone human out here in a big scary world, but instead are so supported, like there's something, even if we don't know exactly what it is, there's something going on in the divine tapestry on the other side of the veil that is always there to catch us um, at all times. So I, do you have any other thoughts you wanna share on you know, what happens, what life looks like, with the effects that it can have when we get tapped in? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, that um, I love that you brought that up because to me, when I when I read that and found out that that's how you know that he actually said, you know, he in his own writings that people were making progress in therapy. I'm like, that is the power of this stuff, and that's why I want to teach people how to do it. I don't, I don't, as you know, in the book, I don't just give stories about these cool things. Like, yes, mm -hmm. I have stories in the book, 
But the whole point is a how-to. So once you can start, and, and there's and I give an exercise called follow the footsteps. Once you can start finding these Deepak Chopra stories in your own past, right? Once you start finding these synchronistic stories in your own past, you start realizing, oh my gosh, there's there is there is cosmos in this chaos, as Carl mm-hmm. Jung says, right? And there's there's actually something that's directing me. And if I look back and I see all of these other times where maybe I got fired from a job, an, a relationship ended, uh, a death of a loved one, whatever, you know, a diagnosis that I got, whatever it might be. And then you start realizing, but look, because of that, where it took you, you now in the present moment and in the future, when the bottom falls out, you can feel upset about it, get upset about it, know that this is not fun. But then you have that voice in the back of your head that says to you, but you're going to be okay because look at all the proof from your past. So yes. now you can move forward with more faith. You, you're more relaxed when, when the universe brings you things that sort of knock you down or the, these unexpected events because now you know no matter what, I'm going to be okay. So you literally handle your day-to-day life differently and you handle those unexpected events differently which changes the the results of all of it and just makes life easier, gives you more of a flow, gives you more faith, gives you more joy in everyday life. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when we come back from the break, I want to jump into you've got a really beautiful in part two of the book, a beautiful five step process um, that people can use to really ignite the flow of the synchronicities and signs. So I want to get into that. But I also just want to mention before we go to break, you had said that part of the reason you could start Elevated Existence Magazine is because you've been in publishing 10 years. But if I remember correctly from the book, you wouldn't have been in publishing if you had not gotten really uncomfortable and working for a chiropractor's office um, because of another employee there that you did, that wasn't really pulling her weight. And so that prompted you to look for another job, which is how you ended up with in publishing in the first place. So you can back it up so far. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And, and the cool thing is I give these examples because I promise you every person listening has these examples in their own life as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we're just priming the pump for everybody to really begin to see these and notice them in their own lives. So um, I am joined today by Tammy Mastroberti. Uh, She is the best-selling author of The Universe is Talking to You. And of course, we've been talking about her magazine, which she is the founder and publisher of, Elevated Existence. Um, You are listening to Sunny in Seattle. I'm your host, Sunny Joy. We will be back to continue the conversation in just a few. Preceding audio was via a Skype call. I'm Dr. Anthony Lazarus, and this is Climate Connections. From lighting to heating and cooling, buildings consume almost a third of the energy used in the U.S. That means they produce a lot of carbon pollution. Chioke Harris is with the National Renewable Energy Laboratory. In a recent study, he and his colleagues found that within 30 years, the U.S. building sector could cut its energy-related carbon dioxide emissions by almost 80% over 2005 levels. But getting there requires major changes. One big one is really driving energy efficiency in all buildings, residential and commercial. For example, high-performance windows and insulation can greatly reduce the need for heating and cooling. Harris says it's also important to have buildings run as much as possible on clean electricity. That means shifting the grid to renewables and then using that clean electricity to run systems that were previously powered by natural gas, 
such as heating and cooling. We have to have this sort of combined strategy, moving towards electricity and moving that electricity towards zero carbon sources. When those happen together, then we get to the point where we can actually achieve our targets. And avoid dangerous levels of global warming. Climate Connections is produced by the Yale Center for Environmental Communication. To hear more stories like this, visit climateconnections.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Shelley Flace with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. If you own firearms, it's your responsibility to make sure they're always stored safely. Hiding them in a closet or drawer is not enough. Kids know where they are. Research shows the risk of injury and death is lower if guns are stored unloaded and locked up with the ammunition locked in a separate place. This is important when children are young, as well as when they grow into teenagers. For more, talk with your pediatrician or visit HealthyChildren.org. Sunny in Seattle, radio that positively shines. It's a time of tremendous uncertainty for everyone, but some things haven't changed. Stomach cancer is still a leading cause of cancer death worldwide. More than one million people will be diagnosed this year alone, and it's vital to know your risks and learn ways to prevent it. It's also critical for cancer patients to protect themselves from all viruses. No Stomach for Cancer encourages you to listen to medical experts to understand your risks. Find out more about COVID-19 at cancer.gov and learn more about your risks for stomach cancer at nostomachforcancer.org. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. And stay tuned. Coming up next is an encore presentation of Sunny in Seattle. Sunny decided to take the day off for a little bit of R&R. So until then, we're going to bring to you a wonderful conversation with Tammy Mastaberti from last July about how the universe is talking to you. Enjoy. And welcome back to Sunny in Seattle. I'm your host, Sunny Joy. I am joined today by best-selling author and founder and publisher of Elevated Existence Magazine. Um, her name is Tammy Mastroberti. And the book that we're talking about today is The Universe is Talking to You, Tap into Signs and Synchronicity to Reveal Magical Moments Every Day. A brand new book just came out in May. Um, so before the break, we were talking, Tammy, a bit about some of the, the ways, well, what catalyzed your whole journey, and then some of the examples in your life of what has been made possible when you do follow uh, the signs and the synchronicity but you also spend, there's part two of the book, which is your five-step process uh, to ignite the flow of synchronicities and signs in our lives. Um, because you really are, it, the work that you do today is helping other people use this in their own life. So what, um, of course, I've got the five steps here and I've got some questions and quotes here from all of it. But how, what would you want to say about that five-step process to share with people today? Um, I want to say that it's, um, it's, it's actually very simple. Everything that I teach is simple. It's practical. It's doable. It doesn't take, even the exercises that I give, they do not take a lot of time, but they have a big impact. I'm a very sort of down to earth spiritual person. And so the way that I explain things is a way for people to be able to grasp it and be able to use it to make the changes. So if people hear five-step process, they might think, oh my gosh, I have all this stuff to do, but it's not that. It's, it's just simple little shifts, like simple mindset shifts, simple little things to incorporate into your day to start making a difference. And these small things sort of produce these big results. Yes. And she's not kidding. It really is like the, the five-step process. Do you mind if I just read what the five are, Tammy? Sure, sure. Yeah. So we've got setting your intention, saying yes, noticing, capturing, and higher vibration. 
but that's it. (laughs) Yeah. So do we want to unpack these a little bit, Tammy, or how, I don't know how you usually like to present this when we're, you're doing podcasts and things. Yeah, sure. I can, I can sort of go through it. And then if you want, um, if you have questions or you want to bring something up about it, whatever, whatever works for you. (laughs) Perfect. That sounds great. Okay, so the first one is the setting your intention. So remember in the beginning of this, I sort of talked about that turning point prayer where you're just basically setting that intention with yourself and the universe. Um, what I what I give in that is what I call my morning prayer. So in addition to that turning point prayer, you just spend a couple of to- a couple of minutes in the morning using that morning prayer every day where you're calling in what I call higher help, right? So your angels, your guides, your loved ones who have passed on, you're calling them in, you're saying, please open up my heart, my mind, my soul to all of the signs and synchronicities that are happening around me and help me recognize them when they arrive. And at part of that prayer, I always call an Archangel Michael for protection because you don't want to take on energy that doesn't belong to you. Whether you think that you're sensitive and empathic or not, you're still taking on energy. Um, and he's the angel of protection. And then I also give sort of a, a piece of that prayer for you to put your own intentions or anything that you might be working with that day. The yeah. power of that prayer alone, I get emails all the time from people saying, oh my gosh, I was just saying it for three weeks and you'll never believe what happened to me. It just takes a couple minutes every morning. And what you're doing is you're setting the intention. You're bringing it to your conscious mind like, okay, today I'm going to pay attention to these signs and synchronicities and I'm asking for help in doing that. And you're also sort of calling in help to do it every day. Those small little things, again, this prayer takes like minutes in the morning, makes a difference, not only in in the signs and synchronicities you get, but just how you feel for the rest of that day, calling in those angels, calling in that help. If you're faced with a meeting, if you're faced with a doctor's appointment, whatever it might be, you're just going to call in help for it. And then you sort of have this this elevated army behind you for the rest of the day. So yes. That chapter, I talk about the importance of setting an intention, and I give you that prayer, and I give you information on how to do it. So that's literally the first step. It's it's pretty easy. Um, and then the second the second step, it sounds like it's super easy, but but when I t- when I explain it to you, you're going to realize that sometimes people will struggle with it. The second step is saying yes. And the reason this is important, and I created this step, these steps based on the fact that I was telling people about my experiences and they were telling me, but I don't, that doesn't happen to me. (laughs) Okay, well, what am I doing that other people are not doing and how can I break this down? So that's how I came up with this. So the saying yes pieces, literally, I want you to say yes when the signs come to you. So especially when they're from a loved one. Maybe, maybe they'll use their name. Maybe they'll use their birth date. Maybe they'll use their favorite flower, whatever. It might, maybe it'll be a sign you give them. But the thing is, most of us who maybe have gotten signs in the past, we will question them. We will mm-hmm. doubt them. We will call friends and then we can question them together <laughs> and say, I don't know. What do you, you know what I mean? Like we mm-hmm. just sort of go on this whole thing and then we completely talk ourselves out of them. And now you have basically said no. And you've shut yourself down and the other, you know, your loved one on the other side is like, man, maybe I got to try something else because they're not getting it. So what I tell people is just when you're starting this process, I want you to say yes. If you're questioning it, if you're like, "Mm, I don't know, I'm not really sure. Even though I heard her name, maybe that wasn't her. Or maybe you assigned a sign and you gave the, the sign of a rose and you wanted that flower. 
and you in your head are thinking you need to see a physical flower and then maybe you see rose wallpaper somewhere and now you're like, well, I don't know if that's really it because it's not the actual flower. So when you get sort of caught up and you're questioning it, I just say, listen, I just want you to say yes. And then I want you to say, but I'm not a hundred, I'm taking it. I'm saying yes to the sign. I got it. But can you just send me another one? That's sort of the yet. That's sort of the saying yes part because I know there's people out there who are probably like, yeah, I have gotten. I've had weird things happen to me, and then I just say, well, it's a coincidence, or well, that's not that. And literally, you're stopping the flow and doing that. So those are the first two steps, right? They're pretty simple. They're nothing, um, nothing difficult. But they, but again, they're these small little shifts. Yeah. Uh, you want me to keep going? Oh yeah, sure. I I I loved. I'll just point out from saying yes. Um, I, one of my, in my coaching tradition, we talk about this quite a bit, but that what you said from, um, when you're doing improv comedy and you've got like a, a scene and your partner who you're doing the improv situation with says, and then there was a unicorn instead of saying, no, there wasn't. You always are supposed to say yes. And because it keeps that creative flow open for new fun things to happen. And I love that you pulled that your answer to every sign should be yes and <laughs> it just was exactly. such a good reminder. Exactly. Um, so then the third and fourth step are what I call notice and capture. So the notice piece, um, I give a lot of different information on sort of clues that you can start paying attention to. But one of the biggest ones that I can share here is, and I've, I've already said these expressions, right? But when you say, oh my gosh, the weirdest thing happened or the, the strangest thing happened to me today, or, oh, this must be my lucky day. You're never going to believe what happened. This it fell into my lap. Or, oh my gosh, I can't believe I needed this, or I needed this answer, and it just sort of came to me. That's so, it's so crazy. Like, or what a coincidence, or how strange. You know, when you find yourself or someone else saying these things, stop yourself and say, okay, it's not, there are no coincidences. There are no accidents. Nothing happens randomly, even though we seem, it, it seems to happen randomly. Life seems to be unfair. It seems like these crazy things are happening. There actually is like an order to it. So when you find yourself saying this should not have happened, or this is a coincidence, stop yourself and say, this is not a coincidence. There's spirit, there's angels, there's guides behind it. One of the, um, one of the things I actually say in the book is behind every coincidence or lucky day, you will actually find your angels, your guides, and the universe and your loved ones are working on your behalf. So sort of try and remember that. But those are one of the things that I, that I teach, like just a clue that I can give you in terms of the notice piece. Yeah. Um, and then also in the book, I give um, what's called an exercise called replay your day. And that's part of the notice and the capture. So one of the ways you can start noticing is I give a list of questions you can ask yourself every night, keep a journal, put it in your phone, put it on your computer, whatever you want, where I literally give you these triggers to ask yourself where you sort of replay your day so you can go back and say, oh, did anything happen? Did I hear, did I hear anything repeating in my life, right? Because the universe will repeat things over and over until you get them, like the name of a book, the name of a doctor. Uh, mm -hmm. yoga classes, green juice, whatever it might be that the universe is trying to get you to pay attention to. So you just, there's a bunch of questions that you can do. And the capture piece is not only that replay your day piece where you're going to go and do that, but also when you get a sign, when something comes to you, start keeping track of them. 
because you're not going to always remember them. And also the universe, your guides, and especially your loved ones on the other side, they will use things unique to them. And you want to capture them and remember them so that when you start seeing them again in the future, it's almost like you create your own reference guide, right? Your own, okay, these are the signs my mother uses. These are the signs my grandfather uses. These are the signs Archangel Michael uses or whatever it might be. Right. Uh, you want, us to, you want to start capturing them, but the other piece of that is you can go back to that list, like if you're doing this every day and you do the replay your day and all that, and again, it takes a couple minutes at night, that you just sort of look back and then you can find synchronicities within that that you might have missed had you not been capturing it. Right. So, so that's sort of the notice and the capture piece of it because again simple things but man they make a big big difference in terms of training your brain training your conscious mind and working with the universe and opening up yeah and then the last piece of this five-step process is reach a higher vibration and the reason i say reach a higher vibration is because if you talk to any medium who maybe communicates you know part of their job is communicating and bringing your loved ones who have passed on through to you, they will say to you, in order to make that connection, they have to consciously raise their vibration and our loved ones on the other side have to consciously lower their vibration so that we can meet in the middle. When you are at a lower vibration, when you are frustrated, angry, depressed, you know, whatever it might be, you are, if you're at a lower vibration, it's so much harder to actually recognize and, and even get the signs. They will happen and you won't see them. I said right, the right. same thing about like if your life is chaotic and there's a million things going on, you're not going to see them. So the reason I want you to, and again, I give so many different options for little tiny things you can do throughout the day to not only, and by the way, the morning prayer alone, you're, raising, you're starting your, your day at a higher vibration. So you've already started it there with the morning prayer. But then there's little things you can do throughout the day to sort of maintain that. And the side effect is not just signs and synchronicity, but you're going to feel better. Things are going to flow easier. You're going to attract more of what you want into your life versus what you don't want. So there's so many things that come with that. But when it comes to signs and synchronicity, it's so much harder to recognize them and see them when you are sort of at, at a lower emotional level or a lower vibration. So I give a whole bunch of exercises to help you to do that. And again, all of them are easy. Like one of them is like the three minute mood boost. Like it doesn't take a lot of time. Yeah. And just out of curiosity, if someone's out there going, well, I wonder where my vibration is at right now. How, how does one know if they need a little bit of a boost? Yes. The, the best way to, to know, because I get that a lot too. They're like, well, how do I know where I'm vibrating? So you know where you're vibrating. All you need to do is ask yourself, how are you feeling right now? How are you feeling right now? Are you feeling stressed? Are you feeling anxious? Are you feeling frustrated? Are you feeling um, easily agitated? Or are you feeling content? Are you feeling happy? Because that's going to show you where your vibration is. The lower end of sort of the vibrational scale, if you will, Mm -hmm. is the lower feelings, those lower emotions. If you're content, if you're feeling good, if you're happy, or if you want to get all the way to the top and you're actually feeling gratitude and appreciation, that's how you know where your vibration is. And the fastest way to boost yourself is to shift into gratitude. That's why so many people talk about gratitude. It takes minutes to, to, and that will shift your mind. And now you've just boosted your vibration. If you can just think of a few things that you're grateful for. 
Yeah, and that it really does make a difference. I always think of that phrase uh, from Abraham Hicks, uh, tapped in, tuned in, turned on. And like, okay, that's that's high vibration or whatever they call it, you know, being on your high-flying disc. Um, yeah, it's it's a very, it really is a visceral, tangible feeling, at least in my experience. And then you really know when you're down in like shame or apathy or depression um, in those emotional states. And I'm talking more situational depression, not clinical, but um, yeah, you can really tell a difference once you start playing around with this. Um, and so we've talked about what, what you just outlined is your five-step process to ignite the flow of signs and synchronicities. But we didn't talk, I got a lot out of, in part one of the book, you were talking, um, you mentioned some of the signs that our angels, our guides, or what you call our soul society, um, use to communicate. Are there any that you really want to highlight today so that people will be like, oh, I hadn't even thought about that as a way that they might communicate? Well, if we're talking about loved ones, first I'll talk about loved ones and then I'll say any other signs. So loved ones usually will use a sign that is related to them in some way in order to get your attention because they want you to think of them. So if something reminds you of your loved one, that is them trying to get your attention. It could be anything. It could be, I, I've, I had a friend who Mickey Mouse was her thing with her father. And so anytime she saw Mickey Mouse somewhere, she would, she would think of her father, even if she was scrolling on Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. So it could be that. It could be they often use their name. They will use um, a lot of times animals doing something strange, like staring at you. Or I had a friend, I was moving into her house one time after her father died, and a bird literally sat on the, um, the railing. And did it move as we were walking in and out of the house until we were done packing and then it flew away. So mm -hmm. that's like, okay, you know, and, and so they will use something that reminds you of them or something that makes you think of them. That's that loved ones. But now for in terms of the universe and how that communicates with you, often you will see, you know, you mentioned feathers, right? So a lot of times your angels will use feathers. Your loved ones may use feathers as well. Um, and oftentimes a sign will come and happen more than once. So I mentioned animals. Yeah. Um, it could be, let's say you use, I think in the book I talk about a grasshopper, right? So let's say mm -hmm. you're in the, you're in the, um, the supermarket and you see a grasshopper randomly, like at the end of the checkout and you're like, oh, that's so weird. There's a grasshopper there. And then you go outside and you get into your car and you go home and now there's another grasshopper that you see sitting, you know, outside of your house. And you're like, oh, my gosh, there's that grasshopper again. And then maybe five days later, you know, you come across something else and, and you just keep seeing grasshoppers. And you're like, what in the world? Why do these grasshoppers like following me? You, what I say is go on to the computer and say, what is the metaphysical meaning of a grasshopper? Because the universe is using that sign over and over and over to get your attention. It could be numbers, like you said, 222, 333, or any type of a number that pops up over and over again. When I see a number come, you know, and, and often it'll be over a couple of days, sometimes even more. You're like, why do I keep seeing this? Every time I look at the clock, it's the same number or the, the my receipt came out to the same number or I keep seeing this number on a license plate or wherever you're seeing this number. You want to look up what is the meaning of that number because there's a message behind it. 
and also just anything that repeats. So like I, in the, in the book, I also use the um, example of green juice. So if you keep hearing somebody talking about it, then you're watching something on TV, then you run, go into a Barnes and Noble and there's a book about like wherever you keep seeing something over and over again, the universe is trying to get your attention. So repeating is huge, but they'll use numbers, animals, um, like I said, the feathers, there's so many songs on the radio is a huge one that our loved ones will use. If you're listening to a song on the radio and you hear and you, and you think of that loved one, know that they're using that song on the radio. And once you get the sign, by the way, once you, you hear a song and you go, Oh, that reminds me of my father. They will use that again and again and again, because you got it. Yes. So, so, so know that once you get the sign, write that down because they're going to use that song again. You'll be in the store and you'll hear that song. Like it doesn't matter. They're going to use it again and again. So there's so many different sort of ways that, and, and modalities and things that they will use, but often the repetition, the universe will use repetition to get your attention and will do it over and over until you get the sign in the book. I share about a fly in the Starbucks and I won't go into the whole thing, but basically <laughs> this fly was driving me nuts. And then once I was like, okay, what does this fly want? I went and, and Googled what, you know, what is the metaphysical meaning of a fly? I got the message. The fly went away after hours <laughs> fucking me. So these are the things that, you know, the universe will use whatever it can, but if it's something that's out of the ordinary, like that fly stalking me, or if it, yeah. you know, something that keeps repeating, start paying attention to it. And the universe will communicate you in your own head too. Like if you're trying to solve something and you can't figure something out and then you, you just stop for a second. I always say, just stop for a second and say, I'm handing this over to my guides, my angels, whomever, please help me solve this problem because I'm not getting it. As soon as you give it away, a thought will usually wind up popping into your head and that's your answer. Yeah. So, so, so many different things like that. There's so many different ways that we can, and that's part of the noticing chapter too. And, and, and just trying to sort of explain to people, here are some things to start paying attention to and start looking for. There's simple, easy things, you know, the universe, and our angels, they're not, it's not JavaScript. It's not Morse code. I always <laughs> say it's not, it's not like these hidden things that we have to try and figure out. It's literally everyday common things that, that the universe is trying to, to help you with and point you in the direction to, especially with that repetition. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and we're, we're getting right up to the end here. And I want to make sure people know, um, I have been speaking today with best-selling author Tammy Mastroberti. Um, last name is spelled M A S. T-R-O-B-E-R-T-E. So Tammy Mastroberti, um, the book is The Universe is Talking to You, Tap into Signs and Synchronicity to Reveal Magical Moments Every Day. Don't forget about her YouTube channel where you can learn much more about her methods and her work. Um, and you can just uh, plug in her name there in the search bar at YouTube. And then also website is TammyMastroberti.com. Um, Tammy, how do you feel about ending with your turning point prayer? Um, just to open it up for everybody as we go into our weekend. Oh, sure. That would be perfect. Awesome. Yeah, I actually, I have it here because uh, I pulled it. I know you'd mentioned it earlier, but I thought, oh, this is such a beautiful thing for it. Just open it up for everybody. This is Tammy's turning point prayer. Dear universe, I call in my angels, guides, loved ones who have passed and all those in my soul society, only those of the highest vibration to please help me begin to notice the signs and synchronicities being sent to me every day. 
Please open my eyes, ears, heart, and mind to them from this point on as they flow into my life. I know I have been missing many of them in the past, but I promise to remain open and aware moving forward. I also promise to accept the signs and synchronicities sent to me from now on as gifts to guide me. Thank you in advance for all of your help. Amen. Uh, thanks for being here, Tammy. Oh, thank you so much for having me.